You ready, Chris? You ready, Ben? Let's get it. Man, let's get it, man. Welcome to the Follow Then Lead podcast. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Man, what's up, Ben? How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. Oh, man. How you doing? Same, bro. I can't complain. Can't complain, man. How's your day going? (laughs) (laughs) My day's been good, man. It's been full of uh, joy. You know, I got back into the flow of speaking affirmations over myself, speaking life, Uh you know, goodness. I am great. I am joy. I am peace. You know, just bringing me into a just a uh, an abundance of enjoying life, bro. Yeah. That's it, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about I like yourself? That. I yeah. can feel it from your energy. Yeah. What about yourself? For me, it's a lot. You know, just trying to ba- like I, I think we talked about it last week. Just balancing like work, you know, true the project, true, and then like the goals, the things I'm trying to do like outside of work, mm-hmm. just trying to get finances in order. You know, planning around like I guess to. Quick touching on quick. I'm trying to leave my job so I can do some things financially. Yeah. To set up like getting into real estate. So mm. it's like I'm doing non conventional things to do get myself in a position to, you know, capitalize on the things that I've done. So it's just staying in the same industry, just trying to find another job. So it's a lot to good stuff. Manage. Okay. I see you moving, bro. More power to you, man. You got it. And we want to welcome in our special guest for Maya Hot Like Fire, Hasberry. What's up, sis? Hey, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the show. I am excited. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, thank you for being here. Uh Uh-huh. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Or just tell us about yourself. Sure. I'm from Maya Hasberry. I'm a mother of two girls, two beautiful girls. One who is about to be 24. Um... Samaya, she is doing her master's and she's working. Um, Cheyenne, my baby girl, is about to graduate high school um, and she's going to be going to college soon. I'm just really excited. I I work full time. I'm working from home, which has been great. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, that's uh, even in this pandemic, I God, it feels like God answered a, a prayer for me, you know, if I may. I had last year around February, like just finished working two jobs. Um, I stopped working my second job and I was like, God, I'm tired. Like even going to my first job, which I really like my first job. Right. And I'm like, God, I'm tired. And man, like the pandemic hit and I was, I'm working from home. Like I just needed, I'm like, God, not that I wanted people to, you know, pass away and I didn't want people to suffer. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, I, I benefited from a piece of it, you know. Yeah. So, but that's who I am. Plain, that's who I am. That's dope. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Yeah. Can you, uh, I guess, just talk about like your life growing up? Like, what was that like? You know, I, I grew up in a two-parent household. Um, I got three siblings, two sisters, and one brother. I am the second oldest. Um, and I think about this all the time. I, I was blessed. I was blessed with a loving father and a loving mother, not just uh, who loved their children, but who loved each other. Um, you know, my father loved to drink. That's that's what he did, but he, he drank and he went to work. Um, and so the look that I saw was functional, stable, loving. And even when it got chaotic, we still knew that we were loved. I still knew that my parents loved each other. And so when my father passed away in 1997, 1997, possibly, something like that, 1998, 
That was hard. I, I mean, I was daddy's little girl. Now, there's three girls, and each of us had our own personal relationship with him. And for me, it was like, I was really close to my father. Like, I'm having a conversation with you, you two. Yeah. I can sit down and have a conversation with my dad. Young, because I just had always had this older mindset. Like, But my yeah. father would talk he, just straight up. This is how it is. My mom was more of education, pushing her education. My father was like, listen, let me tell you how to work in these streets, okay? <laughs> um, so I just... The I real just, deal. Uh -huh. Listen, my yeah. father, he's not like teaching common sense. Now, I can't true. really, my father made it clear, I can't really, really teach you academics, but here is where I'm going to let you help you learn. I like that. Um, and so how to deal with people. My, listen, we grew up in a neighborhood, you know, we moved from uh, different places, but we always had stability when it came to work ethics, living arrangements. We didn't have a house. We rented all the time. But uh, one thing our parents taught us, like we were, when we moved to our um neighborhood, my father was like, um, you make sure you speak to people. Yeah, that's you, Imagine that's seeing good. people that's all good. the time yeah. and you don't even wave to them. Yeah. That wasn't my father. My father didn't even matter how many kids were on the block. If the ice cream truck came around, everyone had ice cream. I my like mother would be like, where are you getting this money from? Like, <laughs> are you, how are you going to do that? But um, So it was just a really uh, functional, stable we talk about generational curses. That's a generational blessing. Mm -hmm. And I, you talked about the... We don't even ever talk about the other side of it. No, we yeah. don't talk about the other side. You talked about, you know, transitioning jobs. You know how important it was for my parents to teach us how to have good work ethics? Mm -hmm. That we're not shifting from job to job, job to job, and, oh, this job is offering more money. We've got fathers and parents are like, think about the benefits. Mm -hmm. My baby girl, my oldest daughter, went to BU where I work. 90% tuition remission. God, is good. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> and so the things that we learned was just really, really good. And some things, you know, you some things you don't take with you, but you learn. And then, you know, I got married um, to my children's, my girl's father um, in 2001, um, something like that. And he passed away. Um, that was hard. Um, that was a process. He had a drug addiction. Mm -hmm. um, but when I tell you, like, you talk about, I know we're moving ahead, but you talk about this manhood, right? Imagine knowing someone is having issues with drugs or whatever that their choice of addiction is, whatever that choice is. But imagine dealing with someone who has a drug addiction but is so such a good person. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. God talks about us looking at the person and not the sin. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I didn't understand that because I wasn't in church. I didn't grow up in the church. But seeing this man who I adored and who I loved and who I knew who loved me and loved his daughters, mm -hmm. um, I had this addiction that he couldn't shake. And that's what took him out. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I see, you know, our brothers and our men, doesn't matter what you're dealing with. I'm not like, still, you can show love. We all yeah, come with something. Absolutely. But, so I, I, I grew, I've been around some really good men, Bannon and Chris, um, and who has helped shape my look on men. Because I can be hard, too, on men. You know, because you, when you go through a divorce, like I did after that, years later, that, that puts something on your heart. Like, that affects you. Um, and, and if I'm being honest, 
That was worse than losing my first husband, you know? Well, seeing this man walk the streets and he's still here, like, you know, that my kid's father, they're never gonna see him. I know where he's at, right? Think he's in heaven, but, um, so it, shaped, it, it just put a bad taste in my mouth that God had to do a number on me for me to appreciate my brothers, for me to appreciate even their weaknesses and their struggles and their flaws, and not just them, but even looking at myself. Y'all know I can go on. Yeah, um, yeah, no, we loving it. We loving <laughs> it. I, I would have a question with, with that, like mm-hmm. the process of pain, like what what is that? I mean, you've talked about like having some... Uh, experience or God having to like help you through that like what do you you know what is your relationship with the pain that you've gone through like what who you know how has it benefited or impacted you well that's a great question Um, and for me I've always dealt like even after my first husband I went from one relationship to another to another mainly because I hated feeling emotions wasn't because I had to be, and I just hated feeling emotions. So this time around, I'm not like, God, I don't want to jump into a man's arms. Like, this is suffering. Like, I felt like I was suffering. Um, I didn't know what grief was. Um, Even with my first husband, losing my first husband, I didn't go study grief. I didn't want to, I didn't know that I had to. I just went on about life, right? And this time, you know. All along, your heart, your heart is hardened. My heart is... With my first husband, I didn't understand addiction. I was angry at him, you know. Um, and then, you know, I started going to church. And then you start getting some understanding and uh, what my... Uh, going through the process of uh, a divorce, I wanted to lean on God. <laughs> and for those who think that leaning on God means every your life is going to be perfect, listen, I suffered every emotion... That grief is a roller coaster ride. That's real. Oh, I mean, you can go high and low and high and low. And I heard so many times, just pray about it, pray about <laughs> it. That put even more of a damper on my heart. Because I'm praying for a fixed marriage and it ain't working. <laughs> yeah. So and, what, is, what is this God that I'm praying to? So what, and thankfully, Ben, thankfully I had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God I knew him for myself. And it, the truth of the matter is whether you're married or not, like we're called to have our own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That if things get rough, I know I still have my Lord to lean on. Yeah. Yep. And so that pain was hard and the suffering was hard, but I surrendered. Yeah. I surrendered and I said, well, okay, God, if this is what it's like, I can run from it. I've been running for years. I, I, I mean, for my get heartbroken, I'll be gone. I'll send a text message. I don't want this relationship no more. <laughs> That's my defense <laughs> mechanism. Um, but for me, I said, God, show me how to heal. And that was a process. That's one of the reasons why I birthed the grief ministry. God gave me that ministry because I just wanted to understand healing. Healing is not a pretty picture, but some people paint it as such. That if you just do this, everything, and I'm like, that's, that's not the picture that I got. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm still praising God. Right. And so the pain was painful, but man, there were so many purposes. I, I learned how to be single. 
and grateful. I learned that I don't have to depend on no man. That's hard. I learned that, you know, I still have my daughters to help. I had to raise them still. Life still goes on, but I can function and still be stable, even in pain. Purpose, prayer, praise, that's how I handled my pain. It's a process. But, you know, you learn to grow in it. I, that thing of faking until you make it, I, just, I, I can't do it. I, I, I can't fake. The emotions are real. Learning how to respond to emotions, that's the lessons that I learned in pain. I learned to not lash out. Now, there's, we, we're not perfect, so there's times I have to rectify that because yeah. I can get angry. Um, but I learned how to not respond out of emotion, not to move on emotion, but really use wisdom and discernment. Those are two powerful keys that I can express. Um, wisdom, understanding, and discernment. That's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, you know, good stuff, good stuff. Sis, um... You're a well-polished, well-polished woman, very well-polished. So up to this point, what are three individuals that influenced you the most? Great question. Uh, and I had, to look, I had to think about this one, right? Because I, I have to do it in phases. Because growing up with my mom, I watched this woman, very submissive woman, uh-huh. right? She's a very submissive woman and, you know, I thought to myself, wow, this this woman just knows how to take care of her husband. <laughs> like, admiring that. Like, watching, they both worked. She still came home, still cooked dinner, house clean. Now, my father cleaned on Saturdays, I'll tell you, because <laughs> he listened to the time ton at his radio station, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> but... He's like, don't be mad when I clean. That's right. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm cleaning. Uh-huh. But look at she recognized what he was strong in. My mother Mm, never complained that she did all the laundry. She never complained that she did the cooking. She never complained that she... And then when we got older, we had to do our chores, right? Because, you know, she wasn't going to do it by herself with grown kids in the house, right? So she taught us how to do chores and things like that, so things got easier. But my mother didn't complain a lot at all. Um, And so I admire my mom. She's a great influence on just you know, pushing and making sure that we had our education. She didn't force herself on us. She didn't force opinions. Even when she knew that we were going through rough relationships, my mother kept her opinion to herself. Yeah. She said, you'll know when you're tired, you know. <laughs> my father... That's wisdom. How about, yo, you took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. That's wisdom. That's golden right there. And, and that's how she still is today. Like, you'll know. Um... But it's also like what Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, my mom didn't go to church or anything like that, but it was like, follow, watch the example I set mm. without saying it. And so a lot of me and my sisters took a lot of her ways with us. Um, I, I admire that submissive woman that she is, but also a very strong woman. Absolutely. What is submission? Oh, that's a loaded question, Ben. You okay, got time, yeah, in, but no, I'm ready. This sister's <laughs> ready right here. Yeah, in a short, <laughs> I would say we can squeeze that in. Yeah, squeeze it in. Yeah, like, well, in. okay, what is submission? Oh, man. Because, you know, because people can, like, hear that and, like, think yeah. a wide range of ideas on what submission is. 
let me just, I didn't understand the word at the time. Like growing up in my household, I just saw a woman who took care of home, took care of her husband, made sure things were in line, um, strong woman. When she needed to correct, she corrected. Um, not afraid there. Um, and then you start, I started going to church. And then I began to hear submission and read the scriptures. Going into this marriage that I went in, I thought I understood submission. Man, did I have the wrong outlook because I end up, in essence, becoming a doormat. Submission is not being a doormat. Submission is not being intimidated. Uh, because that's not how you run a household. Right? Now, see, when you grew up in a household, a functional household, you start recognizing that this is this not it. it. Yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> and so I began to study the word, and I just began, I said, God, submission is a way to honor Christ. Like, and to see that, because if this man is not where he's supposed to be, I can still honor Christ by doing my part. My mother was mad at my father. She still did his time, uh, still washed the dishes. My mom was mad at my father. She still cooked dinner. She still washed his clothes. That never came up. And so for me, submission is a way to honor uh, Christ and honor this man. The, do you understand that the, the way the household, the household benefits when we submit to one another? Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. not just the wife submitting to the husband. Yeah. The husband is submitting to, the, to Christ mm -hmm. and to his wife. But if I'm not in line as the wife, he's still submitting to Christ. Mm -hmm. If he ain't in line, I'm still I'm submitting to Christ because the household still has to function. Even if someone's out of order, the house still has to function. And that's, I began to study the word and I was like, God, I just had a really different outlook of what submission. It's not a curse word. It's beneficial yeah. to the household. Yeah. Benefits the children. Can you imagine a man, I'm talking to my brothers here, when you submit to Christ and your wife follows you and then the children follow suit, that's a really Ooh, functional that's, home. That's, that's beautiful. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> Who loves to go home. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> you're okay yeah, with going home? Yeah. And listen to this. Even when things get tight and there's arguments, but because you honor submission, you're not going to do anything that's going to... Listen, your wife still knows you love her. You still know that you love your wife. Vice versa, the kids still know that mommy and daddy not going anywhere. They get, they get into their little spouse. Mm -hmm. Then they go in their room, watch them go lovey-dovey again. Like, the love they is learn, still there. They learn that, that that's healthy. Yes. Absolutely. It becomes yeah. conditional. You, yeah, like, you so. can see... It's, it's habitual. You can see it. Right? You can see, you can see dysfunction. Even when there's nonverbal, nonverbal says a lot. Silence can say a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can say silence. I, I'm not going to talk right now. I need my space because I need to calm down. I don't want to say something I don't want to say or that will hurt you. But nonverbal abuse, this is something I suffered. Nonverbal abuse is abuse. Saying things, not having communication, I should be able to express my feelings. Mm-hmm without one getting mad. You should be able to come home and say, babe, listen, I had a rough day at work. Well, he gonna lose his job, watch. No, mm -mm, that's not submission. But it, 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 it helps build a strong foundation when it's done right.
Mm. It, it's like a we talk about it, it's like a uh, a sports team. Mm. Yeah, you know, like a basketball team, a football mm-hmm. team, a team that doesn't communicate gets destroyed. Come on. Right? And so it's a healthy team gets in the internal battles too to push and to get you to do the best that you can do. Because yeah. if I'm dependent on you on this side of the court and you're not holding up your job, we either going to get beat or I'm going to get on you. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> right? like, one or the other. So that's communication. Like, oh, my bad. I wasn't paying attention. All right, cool. You know, because if you're willing to receive from me, knowing that it's coming from love because mm-hmm. we're collectively trying to win mm-hmm. and vice versa, you check me when I'm out of order, I'm out of position in this mm-hmm. defense. Okay, cool. All right. And then we're healthy. But if we don't do that, we're getting blown out every mm-hmm. night. It's not a good basketball team. Coach is getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? it, begs, it begs the question of why can't we do it? Yeah. yeah. It, it begs whether it's your job, whether it's your household, ministry. Why can't we have straight up conversations? Conversations are not always going to be easy. Yeah. Why can't I have the conversation about how I feel? Why can't we have the conversation about, listen, bro? You're out of order. Holding one another accountable. We talk a lot about grace and forgiveness and mercy. And I'm all like, listen, the scripture also talks about correction and rebuke. And we can do it in love. Mm-hmm. It's not about competition. It's not about, you know, oh, you're being too hard now. Don't get me wrong. There's a way to communicate. Tone and posture is everything. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Communicating is important. I should be able to have a conversation. It's necessary. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yeah, it is good. Ah. You got anything? Else? Nah, bro. All right. So we went into childhood, your influences from childhood, um, and then what is uh, submission? You know, so how have those influences, you know, from your childhood benefit, benefited you to become who you are? I mean, it's how I run my household. That's why I said, you know, yes, there are generational curses, but there are generational blessings that my children are going to carry. And here's the great thing. Um, My mom fell into a credit card debt. My father didn't have debt, because he he was a cash man. He didn't carry no credit cards. My mom fell into credit card debt. I saw that, and I said, I'm not going to do that. And what did I do? I fell into credit card debt. because although I'm saying I don't want that, I'm doing what I'm saying I don't want to do, right? And so I end up falling into credit card debt because I didn't understand. So it's one thing for us to tell our children, I don't want you to do this, don't do this, don't do this. But there is no teaching there. So I didn't know what interest rates meant. I didn't know what APR meant. I didn't know any of these things. I just knew that I didn't want to fall into credit card debt. So when these creditors were coming to me, I'm thinking, oh man, my credit must be so good that these guys are coming to me, offering me these credit cards. So I was taking store credit cards, all kinds of credit cards because it felt good. Yeah. Boom! Credit card debt that I didn't understand. Why am I paying $100 and only $20 is going to it? So now for me, I have to do something different in my household. Now I have to teach my children, teach them this is what's going on. When you pay only a certain, a minimum, you're only paying the interest 
You're not even hitting the actual bill. Right, That's right, why right. you paid the credit card is $300 and you paid $25. Listen, it's not going to go back. Like, teaching them something different. But the thing that I learned um, in my childhood is how to um, just appreciate family. That's one thing my parents taught me, like, how to appreciate family. If you see my family, I'm not just talking about my siblings. Cousins, we were raised pretty much all together. Our children are raised up together. It's generational. There's a bond that even if we get upset with one another, there's still this bond that we have with each other. Aunts, uncles, cousins who we call uncle and aunt. Um... And so that's something I take today. I take that family means a lot to me. And family isn't just um, blood. Outside, I've built relationships with people in the body of Christ who I call my sisters and my brothers because it's more than blood. It's relational. So that's one of the things that I carry, and I teach my children. also teaching my children um, work ethics. My youngest daughter, this girl is... Academic may not be her thing, but she's a hard worker. This child knows she's, she has a very entrepreneur mindset. She knows how to just, mommy, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to do what I can. This girl is like the one I know who can leave one job. I'm like, mom, I already got one lined up. That's her mindset. Yeah. <laughs> I said, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, it's, I thank God for it, but it's something that we were taught and that we we don't even realize the subconscious things that are happening. Like, they're paying attention even without us saying certain things. They're watching. That's true. All right. uh, One more question. It's it's like for everything you're talking about, like the underlying theme is uh, emotional health. Mm. It sounds like emotional health is so much. So it's very important. Uh, especially with what you talked about as far as men are concerned mm-hmm. uh, with um, your father passing through mm-hmm. um, alcohol. Well, well he, just, he just had cancer. Thing, My dad just, died of cancer, okay. yeah, yeah. So he passed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Your father passed, I mean, your husband passed with um, drug use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so can you talk about, like, the relation, the, the impact on emotional health mm-hmm. with men and women, just people? Mm-hmm. I think that's a piece that was a learning curve for me because my father was very loving. My father was more affectionate than I think sometimes my mom was. Um, And he had a son, really affectionate with his son, really affectionate with his daughters. Um, So sometimes, and within my uh, immediate family, not more my father, it's this thing of don't say certain things. Don't, don't, you, you don't have to talk about your feelings. And I think for my mom, it's, it's protection. You know, she don't want to see her daughters cry. Oh, it, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. So you almost go in silence. Like, you, you almost don't deal with the emotions. And, and, and part of probably why I sought uh, um, affection from a man because I didn't want to deal with the emotion side of it. I don't have to, I can just wrap myself under this and boom, and if it doesn't work out, boom, have somebody already on the sideline. Like, <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it impacted in such a way where I didn't understand how to deal and manage my emotions. That I can go from zero to 100 and 
easily because you know I'm usually I'm normally a good-hearted person but that be my excuse I'm usually good that's that was a one-time shot like but not understanding how to manage my emotions how to take this heartbreak because I run from heartbreak right I'm learning but heartbreak is hard yeah it is it's yeah. it's it's you fear rejection you feel you fear abandonment especially when you come from a divorce these things like you fear them you feel fear being heartbroken and you don't know how to deal with the emotions that come with that so you find other ways to to suppress it at one point i found my way in the club i had stopped drinking but i found my way in the club i love music i love dancing i don't knock it at all but uh when god pulls you out he pulls you out of that environment <laughs> Because what God wants to do is show us how to manage our emotions. He says, like, right, in your anger, do not sin, right? Do not let the sun go down in your anger. Why? Because you'll give the enemy an opportunity to work in my life. So the more I study the word, the more I begin to, okay, God, well, this emotion, help me to not respond to it. That I can be heartbroken and still manage. I'm not in dysfunction. I'm not unstable in all my ways. Listen, when, you, when you're when you jacked up emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, I, I always say to a lot of women, look at your household. If your household is in disarray, laundry piling up, dishes piling up, there's something going on emotionally. I got laundry piled up at home right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first thing I check when I feel overwhelmed in my house. Like dishes, are, I don't like a lot. I don't mm, like dishes clutter. piling up. I don't yeah. like clutter. That's a sign that something is going on with me emotionally. Listen, I'm telling y'all right now, this woman is called to peace in every area of her life. God gave me that word, and I hold on to it. So when something is off, I literally have to say, okay, God, what's going on? So emotionally, being emotionally unstable is hard. You literally are unstable in everything else. You become easily offended. Yeah. Very yeah. defensive. No one can't. Can't, can't hold you accountable. You. They can't talk to you. you. You got your guard up. The Bible says guard your heart, and because everything flows from it, right? But I'm not like not guard your heart with a brick wall where yeah. no one can't even talk to you. People who love you and care for you can't talk to you. And so, go. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a hurt dog, or an abandoned dog. So when everyone, you ever seen a video mm. of the dog that's afraid and yep. the person's trying to give it love mm -hmm. and it's snapping at him mm -hmm. until like after a while the dog realizes okay this person's not gonna hurt me mm -hmm. and kind of lets the love yeah. oh that's good that's so, i love analogies i'm <laughs> telling you that's such a great example because it speaks to training mm -hmm. listen some people in our lives need to be retrained on how to treat you that's straight up and, and I always use the analogy of you get new hardwood floors in your household. You don't want people walking on your floor. So you're like, listen, take off your shoes. They're looking at you like, oh, here she go. <laughs> now I got to take off my shoes. Yes, please take off your shoes. So they got an attitude. They come back. They're looking at you. you can go oh, right. Facts. <laughs> and then you're like, please take off your shoes. Right. And they're like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Then the t next time they come back, they're like, oh, yeah, I got to take off these shoes. That's how we have to retrain people on how to treat us. When I learned that I don't have to be emotionally unstable because somebody else is, because somebody else is angry. I don't have to give in to their anger. Yeah. That's balance. 
emotionally we have to find balance. I do believe that I'm called to stand up for myself. I am I cannot allow anyone to walk over me. But I believe that there's a way to talk to people. Uh, I'm good at I cut somebody off in a second. It doesn't matter who you are. Because yeah. I protect yeah. my space. Have to. I, I watch the company that I keep. I, I protect like my environment. So emotion, and we're and, and we're in the month of mental health. It's important to see my brothers and my sisters fall apart and, and, and want to give up um, because bills are going, you know, bills are increasing and people are losing their homes. And the question becomes for us men and women of God, like how do we encourage them without sounding yeah. holier than thou, without yeah, sending yeah, them yeah. saying go and pray about it? Like how do we keep them encouraged? We have to do the work ourselves and it starts internal. Yeah, it, it's in, it's internal work that needs to be done. God had to show me through that divorce that for my you have to become so dependent on me that if somebody, even if they love you, break your heart, you're still good. I've learned to not entertain foolishness. I, I'm learning, you all. I'm, I'm learning because for my I can't, I can't go from zero to ten, but I'm learning balance. Like nope, that I can't even give them that. Oh man, I'm loving it. That's fire right there. Um, could you, the people that are listening, could you give them some tips on achieving and maintaining the uh, emotional health? It's a great, great um, question. Like, I would say my first point: if you need to go get counseling, go get it. Hundred percent. I'm I, still in it. It's been two years. Listen, I. <laughs> God is good. I'm an advocate. I'm telling you, listen to this. Famaya had the counselors on one hand and the Bible in the other. <laughs> Got to dap up on that. That's dope. Uh, that's how it works for yeah. me. Yeah. I needed to understand healing. I needed to. They have this way. When you're a professional, they have this way of pulling things out of you that you didn't mm. even. Imagine being able to just sit down and no one's talking but listening. And they're asking you these right questions. You're like, Nobody even asked me that ever. How you doing? Tell me about yourself. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you? Who are yeah. you? That's a huge question. You, and you don't think that you have a lot to say until you start. They start asking these questions. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> You, you, so get the help that you need. Listen, especially for my brothers. Yeah, 100%. Don't, it's not a crazy thing. You're not crazy because you need to go get help. There are traumas that we faced in childhood. There are mm. children inside yeah. of us, grown-ups, that are still crying out, help me, somebody tell me they love me, adults. Yeah, that little boy, little girl still crying out. So please, I'm an advocate for therapy. I'm, and, and it's not about time. Two years. I had uh, one at my job, a therapist, uh, a black woman. And God led me to these women. And it was so amazing. Um, so I'm an advocate for therapy. Like, we just need to do the internal work. And obviously, I'm a woman of God. I, I just love the word. I, I can't tell you. Listen, Jesus Christ has been my best teacher ever. Um, I've just learned so much from the word and and for me that takes time and and listen for those who are not believers that's that's quite okay that's quite okay listen 
I'm encouraging you to still do the work. You talked about, um, you know, encouraging yourself in the morning and yeah. speaking um, good words over yourself. That's a great way. Speaking. Anytime you start looking in the mirror and telling yourself all these negative things, I've done it. This woman struggled with low self-esteem, jealousy, jealousy that, you know, I wasn't in t- outwardly jealous. I, you, didn't, you couldn't see it. Internally, I was burning. I can look at you. You tell me for my age about a house, so I'm my heart knowing that I want a house. Oh, I can celebrate you though. Yeah. But in turn, I would go home crying. Mm. Wow. So, do the work. Speak good words over yourself. Anytime you have a negative thought, out of your mouth just flow something positive. I'm ugly, but I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. No, I'm beautiful. Yeah. I, I'm, they said I'm not. I'm worthless. No, I, I'm worth it. Speak good words over yourself. And here's another aspect. Get around people who are like-minded. Like, and, and be cautious here because if you're negative, you will tend, we tend, tend to find ourselves around that same type of energy. Watch the company that we keep. That's important. Because if you find somebody feeding that negative energy... You just got into a you just got from a breakup, right? And you want to t- say all these bad things about this person. You need somebody in your corner, like, like, listen, what you gonna do about you? Yeah. <laughs> What's the work you're gonna do on you that you don't fall back into this trap? Because you know that, that's the trend. We end up setting trends, going back to the same type, so that you don't we don't fall back into the same type. What? is the work that you're going to do. So you need people like that in your corner. Um, but those those are my big points, like just really affirmations and encouraging, but literally doing the work internal. Go get that help, please. Because hurt people do hurt people, and we may not do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. I don't intentionally hurt people, but I know when I hurt a person. For my, it can be, I can go like this. Be kind, set, get set off, go off. And then I go away like, God, I got to pray. Boom, I go pray, go back to the person like, I'm sorry. They're looking at me like, I'm not ready for that apology. And I'm like, I said sorry. Uh-huh. I even repented. <laughs> Understanding that they're not ready for that. Yeah. that. That doesn't make it just because you repented and you're ready to apologize. That's why I had to do the internal work. I mean, if I'm like, if I can add <clears throat> exercise to that one, exercise oh, is number is a, is that's a big, good, bro. Exercise is a big factor. I yeah. know I've in a recent breakup myself, and I felt there was one day like I, you know, I'm trying to do the work, talking to my therapist, but then, you know, this work you have to do. Like, you can talk to somebody, but you have to apply this stuff. You mm-hmm. have to be active in your own health. True. And I, well, I woke up one day, and um, I was struggling. Just, you know, it was my spirit. I just woke up like, man, like, like, dang, I th- you know, am I doing this again? Am I in the same cycle? Am I running? You know? And it was like the spirit was like, go get up, go run. Mm. Man, I've been running ever since. Okay. It was like it, it, it fueled me with this, you know, like the endorphins increase. Mm-hmm. And I didn't allow myself to dip back down because I came out of a dark place. And so then now I'm like, all right, I have to be, I have to stay on top of this, you know, because if not, these things in this world 
are gonna keep coming. All You're these right, things bro. are gonna yeah. keep coming. They're gonna keep you uh, attacking your mental space and your spiritual space. And so, yeah, just exercises key. I did. That, what? That, that's good. Oh my bad, so not to cut you off, but I want to add on that too, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Look, Let's go. look Let's man. Go. Um, find you a hobby that's positive and creative, and they can build you up. You know, um, whether it be photography, painting. Uh, going out into the community and you know fellowshipping with elders, going to the uh, what what they call it, the old folks home, mm-hmm. going over there, doing something that that can build you up and make you feel good about yourself. That that high self esteem is uh, is powerful, you know. So when you're out there doing something positive for yourself and you project, you putting it out there for other people as well, like being creative, like being helpful towards someone else, yeah, it benefits you greatly for your soul. That's so good. I, I mean, exercising. It doesn't matter size. It doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do something. Walking is good for the mentals. I used to do boxing for exercising. Like, it gives me, like, gives us peace, right? It Yes, it takes us off, you know, our focus off of um, whatever it is that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in essence, like, it's building us. It's helping us discipline Because you begin to learn these things, and then you talk about being creative. Listen, when you're going through, you'll find a creative side. Because you you don't want to be consumed by those negative thoughts. You're going to fight. You're going to fight. Like, you you don't, because the enemy will have you just thinking all kinds of negative thoughts about yourself and all these other things. And you walk around, and people can see that. They. Listen, if they can smell Jesus Christ on you, they can smell when you're angry and when you're mean, even if you don't, yeah. you're outwardly not responding to it. But people can see through all of that. Um, so do do the work. I, I love the exercise because physical, uh, I have think uh, God has really been um, talking to me about um, stability. And, you know, the Bible talks about how we can, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm like, all his ways, God? Like, yeah, all his ways. all his ways. Thinking about it. Mentally, we are, we're off. When things are not going right, mentally, we can be off. Physically, we can be off. Emotionally, financially, intellectually, all of these spiritually, things. Spiritually, because you're not reading, spiritually. You're, not, yeah, you're not praying. Exactly. <laughs> all of that, we can be off. We can be unstable in all those ways. That's why our house would um, all of a sudden have all this clutter. That's mm-hmm. why all our minds are running rampant. Not, not to say, listen, we're going to feel it. You, you was in a relationship. You're heartbroken. You're going to feel that. But the things I read, um, for, I forgot where I read it from, but he said that whatever is consuming you is going to control you. Mm-hmm. So if, if all we're focused on this negative aspect, that's what's going to control us. And then that's going to control how we think, what we speak, so on and so forth. So the, this, and again, this is mental health. This is May is the month of mental health awareness. It's important for us to get our mental health in line. Spiritually, we need to be in line. Um, for me, that's where it starts. It starts from spiritually because then it trickles down. When I'm strong spiritually, when I'm in that place where I'm just like, God, I, I just need to do. And you know how we can do. We be in these relationships and things are going well. And we're like, I'm going to read today. I, I, I didn't get <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I got to get this text message out, right? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to be straight up. Yeah. Right? This how, this as soon how as you it wake be. up, we go to the text. We don't read. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Did I get one? Did I get that morning, yeah. good morning text? But, and it's interesting because Paul literally says, listen, 
desiring to get married is not a sin, but I understand why he said being single is probably the better way because yeah. it's like you're not consumed by all of that, all yeah, the things that true. we think about. Yeah. Um, but if it's a desire to be married and in, in, in a relationship, um, then we, we have to start somewhere. Because and we can't be in a place of this is this is how I knew that I God had been dealing with me emotionally and mentally. I wasn't consumed by what somebody else did to me. I felt like I, I could move forward and praying for the person who hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know not not with just spending a lot of time there. I'm not stop praying like change him. I'm like God change me so that I don't fall for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just. Having that prayer life, look, knowing that God, you hear me. When you get to a place spiritually, and we're spiritually strong, and we're growing spiritually, you do get to a place like, God, change my heart. I don't want to treat people any old kind of way. I want my house to function well, God. I want my spouse to be happy, Lord. And if I, if I'm responsible, I, listen, I, I, I declare and decree that my whole household is going to be saved. I believe it. It may not look like it, but I still believe it. And, and and I don't go in there. They know me. I don't go in there looking, talking in scriptures. And they know where I stand. They know what I believe. It's just the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of work. But um, so, yeah, we can, we can be off. Um, but I think that we have to just, when we find ourselves drifting, we have to take that moment to stop and say, okay, I got to do something different. That's it. Because we'll go down the wrong path and not even realize we're heading down the wrong path. That Listen, that that big road, what is a narrow, is the way that leads to life, but wide is the gate. Listen, that that wide gate feels good. (laughs) Things are easy to get in the wide gate. You ever go to Walgreens and all the snacks right at the front? Right at the register. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, why didn't this here and I want that Reese pieces. Exactly, that's exactly why. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. <laughs> they, they, and they know it. Yeah. They know it. I, let me share something with you all. Nature. Oh my goodness, let me tell you how Satan works. So, financially, it's, you know, I got some challenges, right? I, I Listen, this is a word that I do not speak. I do not speak broke. I believe that uh, I am prospering. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're facing some financial challenges, right? And so, I, I'm talking to one of my besties, and I'm on the um, working, and I get this email. I'm talking to her about finances, right? And I'm all like, but I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged. I trust that God is working everything out for my good, right? And so I get this email, books from the IRS, said $1,500. I said, well, goodness, God. And something, I work in IT, by the way. Something said, look at the email address. This thing says IRS.com. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Anything that comes from the IRS is IRS.gov, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I realized, look what Satan was doing. If we're not that aware, if we're not emotionally stable and mentally stable, we'll fall for the okie doke. We'll fall for anything that because Satan is so strategic and so deceptive, right? And, and, and manipulative that it makes it looks good. We'll fall for the wrong things. That that tripped me out. I was like, look at this. But for if we become desperate, that look, I would have clicked that link. Talk to me, friend. 
It's like, <laughs> would you hear me? You see my wheels uh-huh. turning. It's like, so I, in my recent life, Josh, um, uh, Chris knows, it's like, you know, generational cycles will continue until you do this work. Right, because the things that well, I've always heard, like the, um, uh, like, my job is to fight. If my parents have not done their work, I have to fight their demons mm-hmm. or their giants. I have yeah. to fight their giants, and I also have to fight my own, so that my children don't have to fight theirs and mine. They can mm. only fight their own. Mm. So that's double amount of work, right? That you have to do. That's a bigger mountain to to, to climb. But it's so necessary, you know, and I realize like in my like recent life, like what you're saying, like if you don't do these things emotionally, spiritually, you're going to continue these cycles that you've created or somebody has created for you. And you're just going to keep walking in, even though you're saying, I'm going to break this, I'm going to break this. But you're not changing. Right. You're not evaluating yourself. Oh, I'm breaking this. It's like society. Everyone's talking about, oh. Everyone's boosting mental health, and but they're not really doing anything about it. They're just talking about it because it's a, it's pop not culture. Doing the work. It's, yeah. it's, it's all not exciting. It's, right yeah, it's, it's the trendy okay. thing to say. It's like okay, but so in I'm, my recent life, <clears throat> I realized like, why do I want this thing so bad? I'm fighting to keep this thing in my life because it was gonna do something for me. And I'm like praying, like, God, like, what is it? Why am I straining? It's like, I feel like everything in me is straining, like, to keep it. And he's like, well, do you trust me? Like, you've been doing all this work on yourself to improve. And, but this one thing you haven't let go. You know, you haven't entrusted me with this yet. Do you trust me? And then I let go. I'm like, okay, God, I trust you. That's the hardest thing to do, to let go of the things you holding on to the tightest. Come on. <laughs> right? Like... You know, okay, let me talk about it. Like, specifically, it's like women, like, you know, like, you. I've been I've been controlling this thing my whole life. Yeah. I've been choosing. I want this. I want that. Okay, this type of thing, this type of that. And then you, you have all these, you know, just in society, we have these checklists of things, okay, that this person should have, men and women. Mm-hmm. We have these checklists. Okay, I might be okay with this one off the list, but this one's got to be there. Yeah. And it's usually, like, fleshly things, right? Or even, like, spiritually, like, oh, yeah, they go to church. Oh, yeah, they believe. Oh, yeah, they talk a good game. Okay, they come from a good family. Mm-hmm. But until you do the work, until you really trust God and let go of these things that we're, like, fighting to keep, you know, you're going to keep walking in the same footsteps. And so I realized after that I have a conversation with my father without telling him, talking about the experience. He tells me the exact same reasons I was going into this were the exact same reasons he went into the relationship with my mom mm. and things fell the way they did. And before I made the decision, I was like, God, like, like I'm, I'm trying to break this cycle. I'm trying. Like, this is what I'm, oh, I'm trying to break the cycle. And he's like, what if not doing it is going to break the cycle? What if going that direction, following me, let, let it just let it go? That, that might, what if that breaks the cycle? But that's not easy. <laughs> that's the, that was the hardest decision. Self-control isn't easy. Thank you for listening to the Follow and Lead podcast. You can reach us on social media at... The email is followedinleadinc at gmail.com. Instagram, followedinleadpodcast. And our Twitter is followedinleadp. Until next time. Take it easy. 
Word. 